Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. It's a taste sick and sit a podcast. I'm back for another episode. Let's go. Taste sick and sit a podcast. Feels so good to be back. I took a little break for the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Let's go. It's a taste sick and sit a podcast. This Bryson Tiller. Inhale. You know I always gotta start the episode off with some music different type of vibe for this episode. Let's go. Take a second to the podcast. I'm jealous and get yourself for the hell of it. She think I'm moving shaky. No telling when she coming for. Baby girl, I miss when you adore me. When you love me, honey, that shit tore me. Fuck being on Forbes, I felt rich when I was yours. Feel more like a corpse, all these women been on board. 7:30 trap sale, will the car girl get on board? Yes, of course I. Say sick and sit a podcast. Hit you with a little trap soul at the beginning of this episode. Say you stick and sit a podcast. Back for another episode. It's a taste to consider podcast. Once again, that was Bryson Tiller. Inhale. Man, it feels good to be back. Uh I didn't expect to take last uh, weekend off, Memorial Day weekend off, but as I was going along on the weekend, I was like, yeah, I record on Saturday, I'll record on Saturday. Saturday came, I just wasn't feeling it. So I was like, I'll record on Sunday, I'll record it on a few Sundays. Sunday came, that didn't happen. So I was like, well, since we off Monday, I'll record Monday. <laughs> Monday came, that didn't happen. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just take it as I was a vacation for this Memorial Day weekend. But I'm back for another episode. I ain't going to lie, I ain't think I was going to record today, honestly. Because I just, I just ain't been feeling like it. Y'all know I talked about it plenty of times before about how, you know, it got to be a good feeling for me to record. And I wasn't necessarily in the mood this week. 
I don't know if it was because, you know, I took the week off and I was just being lazy and stuff. But I already had the outline, the show lined up, written up last week. And the crazy thing about it is I wasn't even thinking about recording this weekend. Um, I knew it was a possibility. I planned on it. I didn't want to take two weeks off. But now once did I look back over the outline that I did. Excuse me. That's two burps already. Dang. But yeah, I'm here. So let's get going. Uh, tonight I am smoking a Rocky Patel Vintage 1999 Connecticut cigar. It's a very good cigar. Connecticut is usually always uh, pretty good because they, they're pretty, uh, they're light, not too heavy and stuff like that. So, got a good pull to it. Not a strong aftertaste. So, it's doing good for me right now. What I'm drinking, I'm drinking some Uncle Nurse. Um, I ain't buying anything new for this episode because, like I said, I didn't really have my mind on recording anything. <laughs> but I got enough sitting over there across the room, so I got the Uncle Nurse tonight. A couple ice cubes in it. Splash of water. I'm good. Last time I talked, uh, I spoke with you. I talked about, you know, my air conditioning situation in my house and, you know, how that jump broke down and how my home warranty, they're replacing it. So I'm sitting here right now and the jump still ain't been replaced yet. <laughs> For one, the uh, home warranty company, they ordered all the equipment, the parts, all that other, all that stuff. And they shipped it to the uh, contractors who were supposed to do the work, who, who uh, initially came out to uh, look, that, look at my current system, the one that broke down. So had to wait till those parts and stuff came in. The parts came in this week. So now I had to get it scheduled. To get installed, so it ain't going. It's not scheduled to be installed until next week. This week coming up, so we've had a couple of ninety days in the uh, DMV, the uh, DC Maryland area, and today it was in the nineties. So luckily, the basement stays cool. But I ain't gonna lie, it's just humid up in this joint. <laughs> it is really humid up in here. I mean, I'm cool. I'm in the basement now and everything. So, you know, uh, it's Saturday. So tomorrow is supposed to be in the 90s again and possibly Monday. But after that, it's supposed to cool down. And then, you know, weather permitting because we've been getting some rain off and on and stuff like that. So they say this it's a day, one day job. So, oh, man, I swear Mercury retrograde is hitting me on all ends. First pre-shadow of the Mercury retrograde, the AC shutdown. But I wasn't complaining because I was like, shit, I ain't got come out of my pocket for no money. The home warranty going to replace that junk, so cool. 
But it's about to be three weeks, and I'm still waiting for the new system to come. <laughs> but like I said, I got to get through tomorrow, Sunday, and I got to get through Monday, and then the temperature's supposed to go down. And weather permitting, I'll get the AC system in. So by the time, the next time that you hear my voice, next Saturday, I'll have a new AC system. <laughs> and I ain't going to lie, I'm nervous as hell <laughs> about whether it's going to be put in, installed or not. Because it's just, Mercury retrograde has been retrograding so far. It honestly has. And then on top of that, having the lunar eclipse, um, man, the lunar eclipse was bubbling up a lot of stuff, man. I swear, lunar eclipses do that, though. You know, they they bring up stuff that you um, need to let go of, uh, things that you thought were you let go of that you didn't, you know, stuff that you need to... It's just, man, I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I'm all over the place with, with this Mercury retrograde and this lunar eclipse, man. <laughs> this shit got got my emotions crazy. Um, some shit that um I thought that I was done with, done dealing with, uh, in therapy. But obviously not, so is you know some still some stuff that I gotta address. But it's all good, cause it's funny being on Twitter. You know, you get to see a lot of people talking about the things that they going through, as opposed to Instagram is just you know picture, picture, picture. So yeah, I I see that I'm not the only one that's been having to deal with this eclipse and this retrograde. But you know. All things is for your highest good, so I haven't really been complaining too much, and I've been really trying to not run away from the things that have, have been coming up, you know, to just process them and let them ride through, you know. Like Bruce Lee said, you know, be water, my friend. Be water. You just got to flow with the things that, that happen in life. And even despite the fact that I've been going through you know, some emotion, emotions bubbling up and the stuff with the Mercury retrograde or whatever. One thing I did learn is that I have to give myself props for the progressions and the growth that I've made because some things would have just broke me down to the point where life would have shut down for me and stuff, you know, in the past. And this time it hasn't, even though the feelings don't necessarily feel good and, you know, you got to go through them, but... I've still been able to maintain my workout routine, you know, work, all that good stuff, you know, just keep keep moving, you know, just knowing that everything is working out for you and that it will pass, you know, because that's just life. You know, life is about those keeping that balance and just balance period. You know, there ain't no there ain't no good without bad. You know, there ain't no hot without cold, et cetera, et cetera. You got to have that yin and yang in life, that balance. You know, night and day, all of that, you know. So every moment in your life ain't going to be good. Every moment in your life not going to be bad. So just got to roll with it. It's got to roll with the punches. Got to be water. Be water through every situation. And it's not to sit here and say that, you know, when times are going good, you know, expect that something bad is going to come. It's just life, you know. You'll have those waves in life. And it's funny because last week I went fishing with my dad, my brother, and my uncles. 
and we was on the water, and the captain, he he came out and was talking about how you know the waters are rough and the fish the fish were um were the schedule for the fish as far as them going upstream and stuff like that changed quickly. And he was like, he was like, because of that daggone moon or whatever. And him and and he came out his mouth and said that and and just knowing the fact that, you know, he ain't into astrology and all that other stuff, but just knowing that the moon affects the waters, you know, the literal waters on the ocean and stuff like that and the fish and stuff. So just knowing that and our bodies being like 70 some percent water and stuff like that. So that moon is going to affect us. You know, you're going to have those waves in life. So I had to learn to start giving myself, you know, um, props for growth and, you know, getting through things and stuff like that because, you know, we are our worst enemies and we will beat ourselves up at times, majority more so than we we believe other people do you know a lot of times we think other people are beating up on us and you know criticizing us and stuff like that but that's just us projecting the things that we're feeling inside onto onto them but we also gotta uh remember that you know we focus a lot on the negative things that go on in our life but we really don't put a lot of attention on the positive things in our life you know it's almost like the positive things are just something casual, that is something routine, you know. But we got to start. That's one thing that I learned. We have to start giving ourselves props for any type of progression, growth, evolution, anything good in our life. We have to celebrate those moments. We, we definitely do because we, we put so much emphasis on the negative stuff. And... Part of, you know, bringing more good and stuff in your life and stuff is is having gratitude for things. And, you know, particularly the, the good things, the things that's, that, that you can see right in front of you, the, the, the feel-good things, the, the routine things in your life that, you know, we may take for granted. So, yeah, even though I don't got that AC, I'm just, <laughs> I'm thankful that I got a house. I'm thankful that I can open up some windows and get a breeze in. I'm thankful that I got fans. <laughs> I'm thankful that I got a refrigerator with some with some cold drinks in it. I'm thankful that I got a, a freezer with some ice in it. <laughs> I'm thankful that I got family, friends, and stuff that I can I can visit that got AC. <laughs> so you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta celebrate the the things that may may not be so noticeable or, or you used to celebrating or, you know, the things that we take for granted. But this episode right here, I, I already did Trigger Warning Part 3, and I was trying to figure out if I was going to make this part four now, if I was just going, you know, title it something else. We'll see. But, you know, I'm I'm pretty, I'm done with the Kevin Samuels interview that was on the Joe Budden podcast. But it's still, I still had like a lot of stuff left over that I wasn't able to get into those three episodes. So I'm going to run through those things uh, this episode right here. 
But first, let me, you know, start the episode off. Actually, I've I've done, what, 16 uh, minutes of talking so far without starting the episode. But let me, let me start the episode. Let's go. Taste to Consider Podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, the taste of a taste to consider. Follow me on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Also check out Unprocessed Knowledge on the same platforms. Separate the two podcasts on all platforms. Three stars, two bars on all platforms. And make sure you go on Instagram and Twitter and follow you and you network. The link is in the bio for all of the podcasts. Once again, that is you, A-N-D-U underscore network on Instagram and Twitter. The link is in the bio for each and every one of those podcasts. Make sure you check all those podcasts out. Shout out to... All of them, the UNU Network, Unproductive and Unapologetic. Yes. Now, where do I start on this episode? Let me look at the um my outline. Oh, yeah, Mercury. I mean, shoot, just thinking about Mercury Retrograde. It was funny because, you know, um, one of the running things about Mercury Retrograde is that an X is going to pop up and all that other stuff. And it was funny because, you know, I just be, I be on uh, social media off and on just seeing things and Mercury Retrograde is going on right now. And what do I see? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are back together. <laughs> the X's are back together. And then you see Vivica Fox on social media, she did an interview on uh, about 50 Cent, about her ex, and then all that stuff started popping back up. So it's always this running thing about your ex may pop back up knowing Mercury Retrograde. So that was, I thought that was definitely funny. So like I said, the retrograde has been retrograding, you know. It may not happen to everybody, but it's always a chance. Trigger warning uh, three. I talked about uh, Charlemagne and uh, Charlemagne the God and how he uh, brought up the stuff about Kwame Brown's family. And my thoughts on that, you can check out Trigger Warning Part 3 if you haven't already. But he did come out and uh, issue an apology, a public apology on the Breakfast Club. Excuse me. He issued an apology to Kwame Brown and stuff, so that was good. (laughs) But the funny thing was Kwame Brown didn't accept that shit. (laughs) I didn't didn't think that he was going to accept it anyway, so um, yeah. And that's that Mercury uh, retrograde, retrograde, old stuff coming up, old secret secrets popping up, all that tying in with the uh, 
lunar eclipse, same thing. Secrets might pop up, um, old stuff might pop up, things you didn't know, shit. It's just, man, it's going to be some feels during this period. But we do have a solar eclipse coming up uh, June 11th. So this is this is technically considered the eclipse season. I'm not an expert on all this, on all this shit. I know some stuff, you know, I do a lot of reading about it and stuff like that, but I'm no expert on it. So you got to do your own research. Don't take my word for everything cuz like I said, some things will pop up and some things won't, you know, but it it's a possibility of it, you know. The communication issues, uh people relationships are going to be breaking up travel plans, all that, um, start new projects you probably shouldn't do, all that stuff. Just just look it up. Do do your Googles. This is a good cigar right here. All right. Let's get into these, these topics, these clips. I might as well just call this Joan Trigger Warning Part 4. I already said, you know, that this is gonna be my pulpit. I'm gonna have these series, <laughs> and actually, uh, June is a uh, men's men's uh, health month. So I'm trying to get something set up based off of that. And it's ironic that June winds up being that way, um, men's health month, because the idea that I came up with, actually, um, that I came up with back in like May ties into that and um basically i'm going to try to do another series on uh well this this series that i've been been thinking about that i'm working on is men and their uh insecurities and i think that's a topic that isn't talked about a lot just period with like particularly black men um our mental health and stuff like that and just insecurities period because of how we got to keep this this image of being so strong and stuff like that and emotionless and stuff like that. So I want to have, you know, bring other black males on to the podcast and just try to talk about insecurities that we have, insecurities that we've had in the past, insecurities that we live we live with each and every day and stuff like that. And just see where that goes. So Hopefully it plan it pans out the way that I want it to, but you know that's that's the next thing that I want to work on. So watch out for that. Look out for that. This first clip that I'm going to be playing uh, is one that I had for a while when I first started the trigger warning, uh, the first trigger warning. When I'm gonna play this clip. One second, here we go. So I've been in Africa for more than a week now, and my experience with dating women from the continent has been jaw-dropping. I had one girl bring me some damn flowers to welcome me to her country. That same girl, the minute she came in my house before we was about to go out and get some food, she tries to wash my dishes. So we in a taxi and we get to our destination. I'm about to pull my money out to pay. She pays for the whole ride. Bro, I I'm not even done. So we got some food that you gotta eat with your hands. And this woman was feeding me like I was a king. We get back to my crib. The woman cleans my whole house. I didn't even ask her to do 
any of this shit that she's doing. Mind you, this girl is 23, 24. If I didn't know any better, I would have married her. And she wasn't the only one that cooked and cleaned. See, these women over here play to win. They don't play not to lose. An American woman's mindset is I'm not doing that shit until I'm your wife. That's a loser mentality. <laughs> That's the end of the clip. <laughs> Man, it's funny, yeah. This needs to be trigger warning part four because this might trigger some some women. It really might trigger some women. But it's okay. You know, like like I said, um we all get triggered. We all had we all have our, our own personal triggers. So, I mean, just based off of the clip, I mean, I never been over to Africa and I've never dated an African woman, any like thing like that, but I do know the attitudes, the mindsets of black women over here in in America and <laughs> he's not lying. I mean, I'm gonna preface this like I always do since I've been doing the trigger one is that I'm just gonna say women. Because I ain't got time to be saying some and all this other stuff. I ain't got time to be doing that. So if it, if this triggers you, it's because there's some truth to it. So, I mean, it is what it is. I get triggered too off of shit. But he's not lying. Like I said, I can't really comment too much on it because I've never dated an African woman over in Africa or anything like that. But he's not lying about the mindset of black. American women and it ties into what the trigger warnings have been about I mean it's uh, people can make whatever choices they make and stuff like that but this mindset is a is a loser mindset if you if you claim that you want to be in a relationship and that you want to man but we like like I've talked about plenty of times before, society has programmed women over here, particularly black women, and they have succeeded to look at it as though I ain't got time for that shit. I ain't doing that shit. And like you said, I'm not doing that shit until I'm married. But I'm like, do you even know if you can do that? If you haven't been, you know, practicing it particularly like these um business minds minded women and stuff that going after all these degrees and stuff like that you got to study you got to practice whatever you whatever you going to school for whatever you working for in order to get good at it to to be an expert in it to get those degrees to get those jobs and stuff like that so don't you think you have to like do some of the some of the wifely things in order to I don't know. I mean because you hear you hear women say that, you know, well, when when I get married my husband will get that or whatever. I know I can do it. They have that supreme confidence in knowing that there'll be this perfect wife so to speak without even but having that effed up mindset or or attitude or whatever in in quote unquote boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. <laughs>
but then you think you're just going to turn a switch. That's like a that's like when when women complain about guys, you know, they're in relationships with cheating and all this other stuff, or you know, doing whatever he want to do, and then y'all know that that dude just ain't going to be able to just turn that switch and it just be over. Not saying it's not possible, but. Nine, maybe seven times out of ten or whatever, that dude ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> so it's just like a, a mindset type of thing. Like, you can have your boundaries and, you know, not not putting up with, with BS if a dude ain't, if a dude is not, you know, reciprocating certain energy that that you value, then of course, yeah, you don't need to be doing no shit for him. But if this dude is if if is showing you appreciation, showing you, you the worth that you feel that you have, value and all that other stuff, what is what's the problem with it? I mean, I think we just put so much um let me turn this damn TV off because I'm looking at the game at the same time. We put so much um We put so much. So much emphasis on labels, particularly uh, marriage and stuff like that. That that shit really doesn't mean anything. It it doesn't because you can you can get married all day. And your wife or your husband can still be doing whatever they want to do. It doesn't mean nothing. That 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 label is not gonna stop nobody from doing whatever they want to do. Not gonna stop nobody from not appreciating you, not valuing you, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you really have to have a certain mindset on who you wanna be, the things that you want out of life and stuff like that. And really work towards that I mean the saying you can't make a whole housewife I mean the you can't expect somebody to just change like that at, at a, a drop of a dime a turn of a key you know you just can't so what what can you do I ran across um this post. And these and like I said, these are these are the leftovers from the trigger warnings. All these posts and these clips and stuff. These are tr these are just leftovers that I didn't get a chance to put into the other shows. This particular um post that I saw on Twitter says stop dating men who know nothing about date nights, vacations, surprises, flowers. This was posted by a woman. Okay. I agree with that to an extent. But my problem with stuff like this is it's always one-sided. It's always one-sided. Like, 
in relationships, guys always have to do everything. Be the romantic, all of that. Guys want to be appreciated too. Guys want to be complimented too. I ain't saying you got to buy a guy flowers. I know it's women out here that do buy men flowers. I do know that for sure. But my problem is always with these with these type of posts and stuff like that is for one you got to consider the source some men don't know how to plan a vacation i mean think about it ladies how how many times do you see guys go on guys trips <laughs> because they can't get their shit together <laughs> They can't. And then, this is all in context. Sometimes, women be looking for a lot of this stuff that has been pointed out in this in this post. And the two of them don't even know each other. How do he know what to surprise you with if y'all don't really know each other that well. You got to get to the point where y'all, granted, yeah, plan, plan it. It's easy to plan a movie, dinner date or whatever. But then it's like sometimes it's not even good for women. Social media has fucked everything up. Because like I said on one of the one of the episodes, Shit ain't even about, like, just to make up words since women always want to talk about um, situationships. Women just want attention ships. Y'all want attention from other people. Y'all want to post a nigga buying y'all some flowers, a nigga taking y'all on vacation and nothing like that, and stuff like that. Y'all don't really care about actually what he what he's doing. And you got to consider that majority of the people out here don't know what their love language is. We expect people to, well, let me, let me backtrack. We can sub, subconsciously we know what our love language is. We know we we know that we might like like me. I'll use myself for example. Without me before before knowing what love languages was, I knew that I I wanted affection. I knew that I liked uh words of affirmation. Even before knowing what a love language was, I know that's the type of stuff that I needed. I needed I needed a woman to give me affection, touch touch me, love up on me, and all that other stuff. Um, I needed the the encouragement through words and stuff like that. I'm not gifts getting gifts and stuff is is cool. You know what I'm saying? I like that, but. That's at the bottom. That might be at the bottom of the list for me. I like. I need the affection. I need the, the. 
hugging up on me, the kissing and stuff like that. And the funny thing about it is I'm that way because I didn't get it as as a child, you know? And to a degree, um, it makes me feel uncomfortable, but at the same time, that's what I need from from a relationship. So I'm saying all that to say is, you know, a lot of times people will show show their love and their care for you based off of what they feel inside and not actually knowing what you actually need. So, yeah, it's always good to have those gestures of, you know, buying flowers and stuff like that. That's cool, but we got to add some context to stuff like this when, when, when people post stuff. Get to know a person and stuff. Have some conversations, ask some questions or something. You just can't always just, and, and seriously, a lot of dudes don't, a lot of dudes don't know. And that's why I say social media fucked up shit because you got so many women being envious of other women and wanting the things that they see other women getting on social media so they can post it. But then you got guys thinking that's what that's just what all women want. Some women don't like flowers. Some women really don't like flowers. So if you got if you got a nigga giving a girl a fl- flowers all the time or whatever and she really don't like flowers and she ain't, she not saying nothing to him because she don't want to hurt his feelings then there's going to be a disconnect there. She's not satisfied, and he's just thinking that, you know, he's just being the best boyfriend, man ever. <laughs> but he's not satisfying her. So shit like this is is destructive, honestly. It really is. So people got to have these conversations. People got to get to know each other, and people got to stop worrying about what everybody else doing and what they can show on the on the gram or whatever. And that ties into the next post that I had. It says, do women these days still appreciate romantic men? This is a serious question. I'm curious to know. And this was a a dude posted this. And that's a good question. And um I ain't even gonna talk about I ain't gonna talk about that yet. I'm gonna play this clip first. Let me pull this clip up. This clip ties in perfectly with I feel it ties in perfectly with that question. Let me find it. Damn, where the hell that damn clip at? Um Oh yeah. And see, like I said, I got I got so many, I got things and text messages, I got videos saved, everything. All right, let me pull it up. Here you go, right here. Let me know what y'all think. But there has been times where I will be talking to a man and I won't be feeling it. And people will be like, why? And I'll be like, he's just too nice. And people will look at me like I'm stupid. They'll be like, what do you mean he's too nice? Like, you want somebody mean? And I figured it out. It's it's not that I want somebody mean. It's just what I'm looking for in a man is masculine energy that 
is dominant over my masculine energy so it can bring out my feminine energy. Does that make sense? Like, if I feel like I have more masculine energy than you do, then I feel like you can't really be dominant about this. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about, but still, I think she she sounds stupid, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. So, do women really like romantic men? That I mean, that goes with, even with the don't date men with the that don't buy you flowers and, and surprise you, take you on vacation and stuff like that. Like, women, what do what do y'all really want? Do y'all just want to get the attention of doing these things for social media? If a dude buy you flowers, y'all might say he's too nice. If a dude buy y'all gifts, he's too nice. And, and not asking for anything in return. Even if y'all not dating, if a dude is trying to, quote unquote, court you, he's too nice. He's too nice if he's just randomly giving you flowers. Y'all not even in a relationship. He's trying to show his interest in you. But he's too nice. Like it's not making sense. The things that the things that's being asked and the things that that's wanted doesn't it y'all contradict yourself too much. Y'all y'all really do. Y'all contradict yourself too damn much. It's like, do y'all want a, a nice guy who's gonna treat y'all right, or do y'all want a nigga that's gonna treat y'all like shit? It's like, do y'all it's like they're asking for a romantic man from the streets, but nine times out of ten, pretty much ten times out of ten, y'all ain't finding that dude. So what the hell do y'all want? So it's like y'all so romanticized with a, a quote-unquote street dude, and I don't agree that there is any real street dudes these days because times have just changed. It's dudes that portray portray it. But seriously, y'all contradicting yourselves. It's like social media is 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 just taking y'all perception of of where things of the way things should be. And y'all losing out because y'all trying to play this game of impressing the people who follow y'all on social media. You know what what looks good in y'all life as opposed to what's actually making y'all feel good inside. Guys showing you interest, trying to court you, buying you flowers, gifts, or whatever, trying to get to know you, paying attention to the things that you like on social media since that's where you putting your focus at and and giving you that trying to court you but then he's too nice but then on on the next turn you complaining about niggas ain't shit and all this other stuff so it's like where where's your your mind at where's your perception out of things so i want to show this on social media, but I ain't getting it. I'm just dealing with 
bullshit from niggas, but you got niggas that's focused on you, not the social media, and giving you the things that you want, but it ain't the things that you want to display. So, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy, man. It's like, these made-up words, y- y'all complaining about these situationships from the no-good niggas, from the niggas that ain't paying attention to you, that's just trying to get what they want, but the 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 guys that's about a true relationship, a partnership, that's focused on you, focused on showing you how they appreciate you and stuff like that, then that ain't it. So it's like y'all contradicting yourself so much, man. It's crazy. I feel for you. I feel for you. We are our worst enemies at times. <laughs> oh, man. We got to understand partnership. Partnership. Men and women are both the prize in a relationship or a true relationship and a partnership. People have to be in it for each other, not just for what they can get out of a person. You have to both be into each other. And granted, you know, every guy that's focused on you or whatever. Well, no, nah, fuck that, because I was about to say he may not be your type. No, nah, fuck that. Y'all, y'all perception just fucked up. Like, I, I, I'm a stand on this ground. <laughs> I'm a stand on this. Y'all be too focused on that bullshit. On, y'all not even focused on y'allself, so it makes sense that y'all wouldn't be focused on somebody who's actually focused on you. It's about partnership. Stop making up these fucking these fucking uh these new terms and shit because y'all not getting yourselves together. Y'all not preparing yourselves for the stuff that y'all claim y'all want. Seriously. That's why I say y'all can talk that situation ship and guys, we need to start talking that attention ship. Women want attention. They want attention from other people on social media and stuff. They 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 ain't about that. They ain't about what they, they claim they about. <laughs> they not. Attention ships. Women about them attention ships. And tying into that was uh, another post. And this one says, someone telling you they don't deserve you is a red flag. And this is a guy that uh, posted this. Is it a red flag? Yeah, I think it could be considered a red flag. But then that goes to what do people, what is is people's... um, definition of a red flag because 
we have a lot of words and terms out here, whatever, that have definitions. But then we make up we make up our own definition based off of what what we got going on with us. So a person saying they don't deserve you is a red flag. It might be a red flag, but let's be honest. That could that could be them just saying that, you know, that could be just them being honest about them having certain uh insecurities or whatever. You know, we all have, we all got something going on. We all got an insecurity. We all got something that triggers us and stuff like that. So we we like to always put the blame on other people as opposed to taking accountability and acknowledging the stuff that we need to heal from, what, any type of trauma or whatever. And it's it always seems like it's easier for for us to to put that put those things on other people as opposed to actually sitting down and looking within and saying if it's a if it's something that we can change, something we can work on. And that's why I always look at like honesty is overrated because people will be honest with you. But people don't want to see it. Or like I was just saying. They'll put all the blame on the other person. And won't look at it as though it's something that it's some things that they may have to change. It's some things they may that they may have to work on or heal from. Don't date men that trigger your insecurities. If he does untrustworthy shit that causes you to wonder and snoop, leave his ass alone. Don't let any man bring out the crazy in you. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Granted, it's men and women out here that just do whatever they want and don't have, you know, don't have no no regard for other people. And there's people out here that do things. Because of, <clears throat> excuse me, because of things that they've gone through. They don't know no other way. Or, man, when it come down to it, man, honestly, sure. If, if, you, if you don't, if you aren't ready to be in a relationship, you're not ready to date or whatever, because you know you have these triggers, of course, step away until you get yourself together. But if you feel as though that you still want to date and stuff like that, you're going to get triggered at some point. It's no doubt. We can look at this all day long, have these discussions. People are going to do, when you're dealing with people, period, they're going to do things that may rub you the wrong way, that may make you feel a certain way. You're going to get triggered dealing with another person because Everybody doesn't think the same way. Everybody perceives things differently. Everybody has a different perception of stuff. Everybody has gone through different stuff. So I may be doing something, and it's just what I'm used to doing. It's not technically bad, 
but it may be bad in the eyes of the person, the woman that I'm dating. That don't mean that you got to just walk away. Have conversation. Talk about the stuff. People, this is what I'm talking about. People be so quick to put the blame on other people instead of actually taking a step back, looking to see and assess, hey, is, you know, is this something that I'm going through? You know, is this something that I need to probably look at from a different angle? Do I need to talk to him or her? I mean, something. But it's like women, particularly women, and like I said, I'm prefacing this, that I'm saying women, but I'm not meaning all women. But I'm just saying that because I'm not going to keep saying some women, a lot of women, a few women. I'm not saying that shit. <laughs> women, um, won't take a step back and look at it as though that maybe I need to work on something. Why Why do I keep getting into situations here we go. You got me using shit. Why do I keep getting into relationships? Why do I keep dating certain men that keep doing the same thing? I mean, I think that's a, a clear indicator that it might be something about you that keeps wanting to deal with this type of stuff. Are you trying to self-sabotage things? Are you trying to punish yourself? It, that is a form of self-punishment to keep dealing with the same things. Are you trying to chase after something that you didn't get as a child? So, example. I didn't get, like I said, I didn't get, I didn't get affection from my uh, my parents and stuff like that. Particularly my mom and stuff like that. I didn't get that that touchy feely stuff. That saying I love you, good job, uh, I'm proud of you, stuff like that. So, that's what I particularly need in relationships. That's what I look for because that's what I want. But I have had a recurring theme of dating women that didn't give me that. And I'll find myself being attached to situations like that because there's something that I'm chasing after. I'm chasing out there. I'm basically reliving the same thing. I was reliving the same thing over and over again that I did when I was a child. People do that all the time, and we don't want to. We don't want to acknowledge that. So it's like it's always easier to blame somebody else as opposed to looking in the mirror. And being accountable, you know, for your life. For your feelings and stuff. And with me going, using myself as an example again, me going through all of that or whatever, I had to come to the point where I started doing it for myself. And that's cool and stuff. That's great, you know, to to have that self-love, that self-worth, that self-value or whatever. But just like one of my therapists said to me, you still need 
needed from other people. You still are going to be in relationships with other people. So you still need that. So you got to know who is able to give that to you, who's not, and you got to pick and choose who you deal with. You have to. I got another clip. And I don't know if I'm necessarily going to comment on the clip or if I'm just going to play it just for uh, context or some giggles. Let me see. Let me pull it up. Are y'all getting triggered yet? <laughs> uh, where is that clip? Um, and this is something that is you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life because you're going to have relationships, like I always say, you're going to have relationships for the rest of your life. And I ain't talking about just romantic relationships. I'm talking about platonic relationships. But even going back to that 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 clip that I did play with the uh the uh girl talking about the um too nice and stuff like that. And she was talking about she needs a man to bring out she need that masculine energy to bring out her feminine energy. That didn't that just makes no sense at all. And I can't stand when I hear stuff like that. You should already have that feminine energy. If you if you feel as though you have to to display that masculine energy when dealing with a man then you are the issue you are the issue you have some trust issues it's some things that you need to deal with in your life so you can allow yourself to be feminine to let go and be feminine to actually allow a masculine man to be in your presence if you don't feel, if you truly don't feel that man is masculine, then just don't deal with him. But if you continuously in this situation where you feel as though none of these men are masculine, you got to show this masculine energy, you need this masculine energy to bring out your feminine energy, you're too masculine. You have too much masculine energy. You have trust issues. Seriously. Serious trust issues. A lot of women are too scared to allow a man to be a man because they don't trust them. And it's not even that they don't trust that particular man. They don't trust men, period. Whatever they've gone through in their life got them to the place where in their mind they can't trust a man. So they have to be the man. Let me play this clip. Been doing my whole life. I understood that right away. Like, nigga, my job was to be a man. And what a man does is he patch any hole that he see. And that's why some of you women need to stop having these kids in these bad situations. Because my brothers, four of them, five of them went to prison. Because those young men were trying to patch holes that my daddy wasn't there to do. See, that's why it's important to pick a family, a family structure. 
And even if you ain't gonna stay with that nigga, let him come around there and smack that little nigga in the back of his head. You might not get it. You might wanna be superwoman and stand in front of this boy, but how the hell are you gonna be with this boy all your life? You can't be with this boy all his life. So get your strong ass out the way. It's no disrespect, but get your strong ass out the way. Your strength is making your son a bitch. You get it? And this goes back to stuff that I've talked about plenty of times on the show, particularly the Willie Lynch syndrome. And I talked about how in those situations where, and this is the start of, and this is where I believe the start of all the issues that black men and black women had back to this moment in time during the Willie Lynch syndrome, having this with the Willie Lynch period of slavery and how they buck broke the strongest black male and their goal was to emasculate each and every one of the other males, male slaves, black male slaves. And part of them doing that was to scare the black women so bad that they will coddle and emasculate their young black sons, the young black boys, for the masters so they wouldn't have to worry about jumping to each and every one. Those women will coddle and protect, feel as though they needed to protect those those little boys and those little boys would come up and not be so strong and that's what's going on today that's why you that's why you see so many black women just just got all this masculine energy all this masculine energy i see a lot of black women Complaining and stuff about they tired of being strong and all this other stuff. You don't have to. Let go. <laughs> Let go. It is so much. The narrative is just so bad when it comes to the way that black women see black men. That there is no trust. There is no trust. And it's funny that, you know. It seems like black masculinity from black men is is starting to rise up more. You particularly you see it on social media, and that was Kwame Brown in that clip, and you see it more and more that a lot of black men are, are stepping up and rejecting this idea that's being that's been pushed out for years. So I hope it continues to be that way. You know. Um, Where am I at? Where am I at? Um, let me pull up these others. Make sure you go and uh, check out a taste to consider dot com. I still have the Therapy and Heal shirts up there. Some new items should be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I had a few sales in the month of May, which was Mental Health uh, Awareness Month. 
and I donated a portion of the proceeds to Black Man Hill. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter, at Black Man Hill. I donated a portion of the sales to their organization. Yeah, so that's what it got to be like. Um, Women, ladies, y'all really, when y'all try so badly to be to have that masculine energy and be the man in the relationship and emasculate men and stuff y'all actually lose your power y'all lose your power and your power is your femininity your femininity is so powerful y'all can move mountains with that femininity because y'all know how 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 strong True, true women who who have embraced their femininity know how strong that femininity is. Y'all can control men. Y'all control powerful men. Y'all can move mountains with that femininity. (laughs) And having y'all power, you know, in that femininity doesn't make y'all weak. It doesn't. And it's like a lot of a lot of women. A lot of black women really think that, you know, by being feminine, by, you know, embracing that femininity, that y'all lose power. And that and that that's crazy. It's like y'all try so hard to be a man when y'all not a man. (laughs) Embrace your femininity. Just like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, you got your balance, your yin and yang. There has to be feminine energy and masculine energy. It doesn't work without that balance. Our masculine energy complements y'all feminine energy. Y'all feminine energy complements our masculine energy. That is partnership. That is partnership. Those energies have to work together. At times where um at times where you know you may you may not be feeling one hundred percent, he has to pick it up. Times he's not feeling one hundred percent, you gotta pick it up. The narrative has been pushed about independence, independence, independence. We got to focus on interdependence. It has to be a balance. We have to work together, pick each other up when one another falls. It has to be that way. We have to stop focusing on being strong and independent, ladies. It's about interdependence. It really is. We could change the black men and black women will change the world once we come together. <laughs> we spend too much time competing with each other. Black men need to chill on complete competing with black women. Black men really do be trying to compete with black women. Cause that's how that's how it's been set up. But you know why it's been set up that way. I talked about plenty of times before how 
black men have been raised up to think that life is all about aggression and competing with each other. So why do you feel as though black women and black men are doing that same way? Because there's too many black women out here with masculine energy. Too much. It has to be working together. You got... <laughs> I'm trying trying to debate what I'm going to say now. I mean, shit, it's just as simple as sex. The man got the penis, the woman got the vagina. When they come together, what happens? Come on, think about it. That's what this is. Both energies are needed. They are necessary to work together. They complement each other. <laughs> Both the man and the woman are the prize. Ladies, y'all not going to get nowhere with this independent mindset. Those complementary energies are needed, positive and negative, hot and cold, night and day, man and woman, femininity, masculinity. So if you can't, if you can't let go and get there, you got work to do. Men and women, we got work to do. It's a lot of men that don't embrace their masculinity and they need to step up, need to be more assertive, need to be more confident. Women out here got to embrace their femininity, got to be more nurturing, got to be more encouraging. It has to be that way. We got to stop being selfish to to one another, honestly. And I'm not saying this as if I got that shit locked down, shit. That's why I'm in therapy and I will, I will continue to embrace therapy and be in therapy. Because no matter if, if, if I actually understand this and think this by sitting here saying this to you, I have to correct my mindset in order for my my actions to follow it. And that's what therapy helps me do. I still make dumb mistakes that that take away from my masculine energy. But that therapy helps me work through that. Honestly, like life life is just about um choices, honestly. It really is. Life is about choices. And in particular, I tweeted this out the other day. In particular, two choices. Love versus fear. 
Fear versus love. Those two, that's the balance right there. Those are the two choices in life. That's the balance we got to fight between. Fear and love. A lot of us make a lot of decisions based off of fear. I was reading um, one of my books. This book is called A Return to Love. And I'm going to read a couple of uh, portions out of uh, the book. This one right here says, what we think of as people's guilt is their fear. All negativity derives from fear. When someone is angry, they are afraid. When someone is rude, they are afraid. When someone is manipulative, they are afraid. Excuse me. When someone is cruel, they are afraid. Excuse me. Dang. There is no fear that love does not dissolve. There is no negativity that forgiveness does not transform. Living in this world has taught us to instinctively respond from an unnatural space, always jumping to anger or paranoia or defensiveness or some other form of fear. Unnatural thinking feels natural to us, and natural thinking it feels unnatural. And this, I'm going to read this, this last part right here. This was this was the start of a chapter in that in that book, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. The start of this chapter is, is uh, titled The Special Relationship. The special love relationship is the ego's chief weapon for keeping you from heaven. We can all relate to the desire to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright. It's almost a cultural obsession. The search for the perfect person to fix us is one of our biggest psychic wounds and one of the ego's most powerful delusions. This goes back to me saying how we so quick to, it's, it's just natural for us to blame other people for the stuff that we need to work on. It's, it's natural for us to project the stuff that we got going on inside of us onto other people. It's natural for us to project the fear and stuff on other people. Think about, just sit back and think about at times where you was in a relationship and you've gotten angry or you got jealous and stuff like that. What was the initial emotion that started that? Fear. Anytime I've ever I've ever been I've ever been jealous or I've in in a romantic relationship or I've been envious in with like uh one of my boys or something like that that all came from fear all came from fear the times that you were angry and you was um accusing your significant other or something that's all from fear fear they may not even been doing anything Nine times out of ten, they aren't doing anything. But that fear told you that they was. 
those two choices, fear and love, umbrella, so many other emotions. But we forget about those two main things, the fear and the love. We forget about them. We look at that anger as something separate from the fear. But that fear caused that anger. That fear caused that jealousy. And like I was saying earlier, we spend too much time. It's, it's so natural for us to focus on the negativity. It's so natural for us to focus on that. It's unnatural for us to look at all the great things that's going on in our life, all the positive stuff. Encourage ourselves, the self-love, the self-worth, the self-value, et cetera, et cetera. All that is under the umbrella of love. We don't do it. The gratitude, all of that is under love. We focus so much on that fear, the anger, the jealousy, the envy, the manipulation. All that is fear because we're afraid. We're afraid somebody is going to hurt us. We're afraid somebody is going to use us. We're afraid we're going to lose somebody. We're afraid to let go. Fear. Fear dominates our lives. Just even taking it away from you personally. Look at the things that go on in the world. Fear. With the vaccine, fear. 9-11, fear. Fear, fear, fear. Fear. There isn't no toxic masculinity. There is no toxic femininity. <laughs> All that shit is under an umbrella of fear. We got this mindset of, of independence, independence, independence. So it's, we think that it's supposed to be natural for us to look out for ourselves first. Based off of fear, not loving ourselves first so we can share that love with other people. No, we got to, I got to get mine. I got to get mine first. So I can feel comfortable. And then maybe I'll give you something. That's fear. Our mentality. Our mentality, man. Fear. Versus love. I forgot about this. Uh, shout out to um, shout out to Naomi Osaka. I'm sure everybody know about you know her withdrawing from the French Open uh, because of her mental health. She's 23 years old and. I was just, you know, looking at all the stuff that was going on with that and reading her statement and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, like, man, damn, I wish I was that self-aware when I was 23 years old, when I was going through my depression and my anxiety and stuff. And I was just like, damn, I, I probably wouldn't be going through all the shit that I'm still going through now. I would probably wouldn't be in therapy and stuff like that. But then I had to sit there and I had to stop myself, honestly. I had to sit there and say, Dirk, chill, man chill and I had to stop and say 
Good job. Good job for going to therapy. Good job for the growth you had. And I had to I had to just chill on beating myself up. We all gotta chill on beating ourselves up, man. It's fear. Fear. We gotta stop comparing ourselves to people. Um we gotta stop with this attention ship shit. We actually have to get to figuring out what what we love, starting with ourselves, you know, and letting that that umbrella just just flow out. I can't believe I'm I'm done. Shoot, I'm yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that. But I'm done with the scraps that I had left over. But yeah, it. This is a lesson for me as well. This shoe. Every day is a every day is a choice. Every day is a choice. Every moment is a choice. And that's another thing right there. We we so we just not we don't do enough living in the moment. So it's it's easy. Like it's it's, it's easy. It's, it's it's so natural for us to jump to that fear because we not living in the moment. We so scared about what's gonna happen tomorrow or next week or in the next couple of years and all that other stuff. We just not enjoying. We just not enjoying the moment. Not enjoying the moment. I got another clip and I'm hesitant on playing. I ain't gonna play it because this Jones are long and I didn't really go through and break it down. But it was another clip about, uh, it was actually a black woman. She was talking about how black women need to stop acting like they want to be independent. I'm going to play some of it and see. I'm going to just end it off with this and then play a song. Let me pull this up. I'm going I'm to be able to depend. I'm going I'm to keep, keep triggering, triggering y'all. <laughs> it's funny because um, trigger warning three, um, part three. <laughs> my man Scott from the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast hit me up and was like, he was triggered off of, off of it, <laughs> just based off of, you know, how uh, black women, their mindsets be and stuff like that. He was like, damn, you got me triggered off. He was getting, <laughs> he was getting a little, uh, a little heated off of just some stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it just wasn't going to be no trigger just for, for women because this all this stuff honestly goes both ways but you know it was a focus more focus on on the on women um and it started off from the the kevin samuels interview on the joe budden podcast well let me play a little bit of this clip i put up a post and it said you know women who be like don't depend on a man for nothing and it said no sis you don't depend on your man, my man come through. And so many women, especially black women, were bothered and felt the need to DM me in regards to them feeling like, you wrong if you depend on a man for anything. But that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. 
You're supposed to be able to depend on the person that you were in a relationship with. Imagine giving yourself physically to someone, but you can't depend on them. Now, I'd like it better if someone said, I can't depend on my dude, but to say I can't depend on any dude is insane to me. Because your dude's not doing what he's supposed to do for you. You shouldn't even be with somebody that you can't depend on. Exactly. You shouldn't even be in a relationship with somebody you can't depend on. You shouldn't be entertaining a man that you can't depend on. Now, it's not saying that you can't do for yourself. It's not saying you shouldn't be able to take care of yourself. It's saying that you should also be able to depend on that man. You know how backwards that is? I'm going to sleep with you every night, but I ain't going to ask you. But, I, but I'm not going, you know... I'm not going to depend on you for anything. That's great. If you're in a full committed relationship, uh, uh, an engagement or a marriage, a long-term relationship, you should be able to depend on your spouse. And the idea that you think you shouldn't have to because you could do it yourself. Nobody never said you can't do it yourself. But the fact that you would let someone be inside of your body that you can't depend on is insane to me. And women get offended when I say things like this because those are the women who allow a man to be all they, up in their yeah, bedroom. Their ass is getting triggered. Their ass is getting triggered if they're getting pissed off about that. And it, it, just like she said, you know, and one, one thing I noticed is, you know, a lot of women, dude, the dude that they dealing with could be dependable. But if he just do one thing wrong, nine nine things right, one thing wrong, the world is in it's World War Three. And I mean, like, and this is this is this goes back to some of the previous trigger warning episodes. Men like to be appreciated too. Give that man a compliment for an appreciation for any type of progress he's made on building up himself, anything that he's done for you, because. Even if he's building this sofa, that that should be benefiting you. You should, I mean, I would assume that. But if you having that fear of of a person building themselves up, improving themselves and stuff like that, then that's probably saying something about things that you need to work on. So, <laughs> I know I'm probably speaking to a brick wall. <laughs> But yeah, man, it is what it is. It's Ace to Consider Podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, the taste of a taste to consider podcast. Check me out on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Check out the UNU Network on Instagram and Twitter. That is U-A-N-D-U underscore network. All of the podcasts under that umbrella. Is in the link. Three stars, two bars, unprocessed knowledge, separate the two podcasts, a taste to consider podcast, and we have another one coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure y'all check me out, greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog, a taste to consider.com. And let me find this song. I was supposed to have it ready. Like, yeah, I'm really, I'm, this episode is really unproductive, unproductive and lazy, but, you know, 
I know y'all love me. I love y'all too. Ladies, give y'all man a compliment this week. Show him some type of appreciation. Y'all can be romantic too. You know, take your man out. Um, shoot, sex ain't the only thing you can do to show appreciation. Let's be real. Shit. Damn, let me find this damn song. I'm starting to get triggered and pissed off. It's like, no, I'm playing. Man, I appreciate all of y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, download the podcast, share it in y'all stories, share it on y'all pages, share all the podcasts, man. Stop waiting for somebody else to do it. Be a, y'all want to be independent so damn bad. Shit, be independent and share share podcasts. Man, damn. Yeah, shoot, shit, shit, honestly, every one of these podcasts under the You and You Network are done by black men. We doing this because we love it. We doing it because we we want to improve ourselves. We want to do different things. We want to try different things, you know. Support us. Show some appreciation. Share these podcasts. You got... Four or five podcasts to go listen to with everything that you need. Laughs, jokes, knowledge, all that. Shit, we just a smorgasbord of pod, podcast information. <laughs> all right, let me end the podcast as I'm rambling. This song that I'm about to play right here is Sir War. I played it on the podcast before, but yeah, this, this joint definitely be hidden, and it definitely goes with everything that I've talked about today. Say sick and sit a podcast. Let's go. I'm not backing down. I made it too far to say that the war is over now. Somehow I was neglecting the fact that your heart is what you're protecting, and that makes it special, which is why I'm here. Standing on his legs, trying to make it clear I'm ready to fall for you I've been waiting too long If I gotta fight for us And I know I'm right where I needed to be all along So until I have your love There's no surrender, no retreat I'm never giving up Until I sweep you off your feet Ladies Black man, we need y'all love. We need y'all appreciation. We need y'all cooperation. We definitely want to love y'all.
Ladies, there's some nice guys out here that's ready to love you. But we just want to be loved too. That appreciation, that love, we need it. Black men, show your black women some love and appreciation. Back and forth, back and forth. This is a tennis match. Let's give each other a war of love that will fuel the fire of love. Beasts need that beauty, come on. We need that love. Say sick and sit a podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. The taste of a taste to consider podcast.